Welcome to episode seven of the Church Planter Starter Kit podcast. Glad you're here with me. This is a place where busy church planters and pastors can learn to use your brand and your church website as a digital missionary so we can spread the good news. I'm your host, Robbie Fowler. Glad that you've invited me into your earbuds or your car or wherever you're listening to this. It's a privilege to uh, help you. You're called to plant, I'm called to help. And so my goal is to help you save some time, uh, to give you some skills and insights, and to offer some uh, expertise and hopefully even save you some wasted money uh, as you help, as you start to plant your church. That's what I'm here to uh, help you do. Well, I hope you and your email inbox survived GDPR. Uh, I know my inbox was flooded. I got about 9 million privacy policy updates. Uh, not not super fun, so hopefully you've come out the other, other end of that and uh, have some great summer plans. Hope you get some rest. Um, here's what I want to talk about just briefly today. I want to talk about three reasons I think you should consider blogging if you are planting a church. Three reasons I think you should consider whether or not you should blog. Now, in the past, when church planters in particular would ask me about that, like, hey, should I set up a blog, right? I'd get that question a lot when I was helping them with their website or whatever, and they'd, you know, should I blog? And in the past, I would usually tell them no. And just knowing how busy and hectic it is planting a church, I was like, no, you don't need to do that. That's the last thing you need to do, uh, you know, is add another regular to-do item to your list. The other reason I would tend to shy away from that or not recommend that to them is that all too often, and you've probably experienced this yourself, go check the blog on a church website and nine times out of 10, that thing has not been touched or updated in months, maybe even years, right? So sounded like a good idea, seemed like a good idea. Uh, hey, mom, everybody's doing it, right? So a blog was started, fire off four or five blog posts, maybe 10 or 12 or whatever, but you know, life hits, life happens, and the blog dies. And I would normally tell them, and I still think this is true, like if you're not going to keep up with a blog, it's probably better not to have one because nothing turns a person off faster than hitting your website, seeing that there's a blog, going to that blog, and then seeing that it hasn't been touched in you know nine months because you really only get one shot. Right. Once that visitor hits your blog and sees, oh, the last thing on there was like about Christmas 2016, um, that's it. They're not coming back. So even if you re-engaged, you know, the blog and started it, started blogging again regularly, you, you'd kind of be starting from scratch because any visitor that had hit that blog and seen that it hadn't been updated in months um, would not you just don't get a second chance. That's the way, same way you and I are when we visit a blog. If we ever look and we see, up oh, hadn't been touched, you and I usually don't go go back either. So it's not their fault. Um, but that, that's, so there's a couple of reasons why in the past I would say, no, man, don't worry about it. Like that you got other things to do. But I recently changed my mind on that. 
I want to tell you why, and, and hopefully it will get you thinking about, hmm, maybe I should consider this. Here, so uh, here are three reasons why I think you, as a church planter, should consider blogging, particularly if um, you're in the early stages of a church plant. I think you could start this before you even planted. So let's say you're in a church planting residency and like it's a two-year residency, you're rounding out year one, heading into year two. I would consider blogging even, you know, six months, nine months, 12 months out. Um, You could do that on your, you know, kind of personal site if you have one. Um, They're usually fairly easy, easy to migrate over once you, you know, have your church and maybe get a church website. So I wouldn't worry about that part, but I would consider starting even before I planted the church. Um, But certainly, even if you already have planted or you're in those early stages, I I think it can be super beneficial. I'm going to give you three reasons why today. And, you know, if you're listening and you're part of an existing church, um, I still think this is very applicable. It should be something that you, as a pastor or leader, uh, could, could consider, so three reasons why I changed my mind, why I would now tell you, yeah, I think you should blog, particularly in the early days of your church plant. Now, I know you're busy. I know when you hit the ground, right, again, you've got like maximum responsibility because you don't have a big team yet. You've got minimum resources because you don't have a bunch of people usually giving and supporting your church plant yet. I, I totally understand, but the reason I'm recommending this is because I think it can be a part of what helps you get there faster and sooner. Okay, so let's let's dive in real quick. Three reasons why I think you should consider blogging as you're planting your church. Reason number one is that a blog lets you create some buzz around your new church and around the kind of particular focus or calling that you have when you plant that church, okay? So let's take the first part of that, kind of creating some buzz around your church. When you blog, right, you now have content, okay? And um, any kind of publicity content, any of that stuff is good. When when you're, uh, before you plant a church, so let's say, again, you're a few months out from, from your plant. If you didn't have a blog, um, a lot of times you don't even have a, a website, or if you do, maybe it's just that you know personal site you set up for your family, kind of as a placeholder, right? You you touch that thing, you get that set up, you never even go back to it. Uh, if you don't go back to it, guess who else doesn't? Any like visitors, any supporters, anyone that's kind of following along, like there's no reason for them to go check that out. So one reason to start blogging is now you start, you're starting to create some regular content around your church. And we all know it's difficult to get word out, right, about a church. You can put the banners up, you can do that kind of thing. But what do you do, um, you know, before that church gets planted? Well, I think you can blog, right? You can start to create some content, and this is going to tie in with the next reason you'll see here in a second. But you can start to create some buzz around your church and around kind of the focus of your church. And here's what I mean. Usually, you are planting a church, hopefully because you're called, and usually there's some kind of compelling reason. It's often a part of your own story, your own past. Um, It ties in kind of with that and with the culture or the context or the city that you're going to plant in. And 
And so there's, you know, you're not planting a generic church. You you have a specific vision in mind. Um, Again, a lot of that comes from your own story. And a blog lets you create some content, not just around your church in general, right? You're not going to write a bunch of blog posts just about this little church plant and just brag. What you're going to do is you're going to you're going to write around that kind of the that key focus area or maybe focus areas that is a part of of the specific vision for your church and your context. Here are a couple of examples. I've got one friend, Chris, who's hopefully listening, but he's he's planting in a context and part of his own story and kind of the focus for his church, one of the main focuses is in particular bringing black and white together, right? The gospel um, bringing unity where there has not been unity in the church in particular, okay? So that's one of his focuses. It's part of his story. It's uh, it's a key part of his church plant. It's a key part of where he's planting, why he's planting, right? That's a super clear focus area for him and for his church, so if he starts blogging around that topic, now he's not just, again, bragging on his future potential <laughs> church, but it, it allows allows him to go after that topic, and, and he begins to kind of put a stake in the ground to say, this is, this is what one of the things we're about, and one of the things we're going after, and, and, and as people in that context come across that, Right, they're going to know about his church. They're going to know um, what it's about, why they should be interested, what they can expect. All of those things as he begins writing and blogging around some of the issues of, um, you know, race and religion in the South and in his particular context. And um, you know, that's that's huge. He can he can like I said, put a stake in the ground and begin to be. Uh, known as a church that is for this thing, okay? So when you're focusing, using that blog to kind of focus on one of your key initiatives, um, you know, one, one of the kind of compelling things about your particular vision and your particular context, it lets you put that stake in the ground. It lets people know that otherwise, otherwise maybe they don't, you know, read every page of your website, but they they begin to know that this is what you're going to be known for. And obviously, you would want that to be, um, you know, positive. Not You don't want to be known for what you're against. You want to be known for what you are for, right? You're bringing good news to the, to the city, to your context. So that's one huge reason, I think, I changed my mind. And now I'm telling guys, like, I think you should do this. Because it allows you to begin to create content, put a stake in the ground around your particular vision, um, why in particular you feel called to plant this kind of church in this context, in this city, you know, for, for these reasons. So I think that's hugely helpful and compelling and ties in with reason number two, okay? Um, so reason number two Actually, let me back up one second. That was one example. Let me give you one other example, maybe, of um, of how you would use your blog to kind of promote and create some content around your particular uh, focus. I've got another 
um, friend who's planting in a context where, you know, it's high hipster, um, independent, um, you know, kind of farm to table, um, anti-chain, anti-establishment context or whatever. And so he could begin to um, blog around some ideas about how the gospel is holistic, um, tie that into, you know, the gospel's not just just about you spiritually. The gospel changes everything, not just inside, but everything. It changes your entire view of life and how life is lived. He could easily connect that, right, to that kind of farm-to-table, holistic, um, you know, values in his community and begin to gain some traction with those kinds of folks so that they would begin to see, hmm, this is a church that cares about the things we care about, that's that is bringing the gospel to bear, right? Probably in some ways that that culture would say, hey, in, in general, the church has not touched this. It would it would give him the ability to, um, again, kind of resonate and gain some traction and, and um, in a winsome way, be able to say, hey, we get what is important to this community in this context and the particular people we, we feel called to reach because I know him. That is who he is called to reach, right, Spe- specifically. So that, that's just another example of how you could begin to use that blog and particularly write some articles around that unique part of your vision or your focus or your calling um, and, again, really begin to connect with an audience and and resonate with them. That ties into reason number two. I think you should blog. Reason number two, I would say to you, this is why I now think you should consider blogging as you're planning a church, is, number two, this blog now gives you something to regularly promote can't say the word regularly, so I have to, always have to slow down. Gives you something to promote all the time on social media as you get started. All right, so let's say you have a Facebook page and or a Twitter account or Instagram or however you're maybe kind of getting started, and we'll get into that in another episode, but let's say you're planting a church, and you're going to have some initial kind of get-to-know-you meetings, or maybe you're going to kick off a missional community or whatever that is, maybe you're going to, you know, start with a start with a Sunday gathering. However that thing is going to start, let's say you're going to, let's use the example of some kind of get-to-know-you informal uh, meetings that you're going to host, right, about your church plants. So you're going to plant the church, this thing's brand new, you've already made some connections, you got some people with you, and you say, hey, on, you know, Thursday night at 7 o'clock, we're going to have a meaning for anyone interested in learning more about, you know, our church, okay? Well, <clears throat> so you, you put that on social media, right? So some folks would hopefully see that and uh, may, may come check that out. Well, how many times can you push that on your social media accounts, right? At some point, uh, let's say you're two weeks out, right? At, at some point, you're like, dude, I can't. This is this is feeling a little crazy. I can't post about this like once or twice or three times every single day for the next 14 days. This is going to get really, really old. So I guess I just will put it out there, and then I won't say anything, and I'll try to remind folks 
on social media again a couple of days out. Right? Because as a new church, like you're you don't have a bunch of stuff going on yet that you're like pushing on social media. Okay? So either that that leaves you going, well, what in the world should I do to kind of try to leverage social media? Well, if you have blog content coming out, guess what? And we'll talk about this more. You can get multiple social media posts per one blog article, multiple. Okay, there's several different angles, and we'll talk about how to do that in another episode. There's several angles. So you you push one blog post out, and there are three, five, ten, even more different social media posts that you can post around that one piece of blog content. Okay, that is why I think this is a, a, a helpful strategic combination. You're blogging around this key focus, putting a stake in the ground, and now you have some content besides, hey, once again, you know, just want to remind you for the 467th time that Thursday night, we, this now gives you something you can regularly promote on your social media accounts, right, to begin to gain traction. So these work hand in hand, super, super well together. So that's first two reasons. It lets you begin to kind of create some buzz around your church and your particular vision or calling or focus. And then number two, now that gives you something that you can regularly promote, that you can be pushing out on your social media account that, again, is not just about you. Okay, it's about this kind of vision or topic. So back to the example of uh, my first buddy, Chris, right, as he's maybe blogging on um, issues of race in the South and the gospel, right, he can, that that's what's on his um, Twitter feed or on his Facebook page or on his Instagram or, or whatever. And it's super simple for anyone like on his core team or anyone that's kind of tracking with him to repost and to share that, right? Um, and, and so I think it's, it's super, super helpful. Reason number three why I have changed my mind and I now would tell you, hey, if you're planning a church, I think it's a great idea to consider blogging. Reason number three is it gets you in the habit early, right, of using, um, you know, digital media and your website as missionary tools, right? These are powerful tools that are a part of our context and our culture in North America. And as we're trying to be great missionaries, this is one of the ways to do that. So, We'll talk a little bit more about kind of how to do that, but today I wanted to focus on three reasons why I think you should. And this begins to get you in the habit of you're going to, it's like any other skill, right? You're going to begin to kind of train yourself to also see, uh, you know, the, the web, social media, this whole digital realm as a missionary tool, a powerful missionary tool in your church planting missional bag of tricks, Right. So that you are, again, are a good, wise steward of the gospel and the resources that you have available to you. Because what we are talking about, a blog post in social media, uh, costs you like zero dollars, right? This doesn't cost any money. This is not printing a bunch of stuff, um, you know, buying a, a billboard or any of that kind of stuff. All of this is either relatively inexpensive or free, depending on, you know, if you already have a place for your blog, so this gets you in the habit of using um, 
the web in in digital media and social media as a missionary tool. Not to mention, right, as you start writing around this, like any other blogger, at, at times you're going to be kind of thinking, looking for content. So it, it's going to give you a kind of refined new set of ears, almost like, you know, they say if if you lose one of your senses, like your sight, the other senses are enhanced, like your hearing. This kind of puts you in that mode when you start blogging, you're looking for content, right? And so you're going to start listening because you're like, I got to write another one. <laughs> you're going to start listening with ears to say, what is my culture? What is my context? What are the people on my core team or the people I'm meeting out and about in the city as I'm planting this church? Um, what kinds of questions are they asking around my particular focus or vision or calling? Right back to the Chris example, you know, what kinds of questions? What am I picking up on as I'm interacting with people, listening to the maybe some of our our core team people as as we talk about race and the gospel in the South? What am I hearing? Right, that that's where your content ideas come from. You're going to hear the questions that they're asking, maybe the presuppositions that they're. Um, bringing to the table um, the discouragement, the I don't know how to, the problems, right? You're going to be listening with those ears because you're now beginning to get in this habit of using the web and social media as a digital missionary. So those are three really good, compelling reasons why I've changed my mind. And if you ask me, I would now tell you as a church planter, hey, I really think you should consider blogging, particularly in those early, early days when there's just not much there. You don't have much to promote. You're trying to figure out, you know, what what would I, what would I say after, uh, outside of a yeah, an informational meeting or outside of my MC or outside of the people that are you know, the three or five families that just started tracking with us, like, what else do I say to other people? I don't know what to say, where to say, how to say it. Um, This gives you a way to do that. Reason number one, it lets you begin to create a buzz and put a stake in the ground around your particular kind of vision and calling and what, what Jesus has called you to go after in that context to bring good news to your particular context. It gives you something regularly to promote on social media, and it gets you in the habit, right, with, with ears, new ears, listening as a digital missionary. Okay? So those are the three great reasons why I think you should consider blogging as you're planting a church, even before you get officially hit the ground running. You could, you could start this several months out. All right, so that is going to wrap up episode number seven on the next episode, we're going to move towards how-to on blogging. Okay, so I just gave you three reasons. Now, you're if you're tracking it all and you're like, mm, I don't know, man, I might try to do this, probably some how-to questions might be you know, flooding your brain. Like, I would love to do that. Give me help on how to do that. I've got some ideas based on, again, working with a couple of guys on some ways, some how-tos for you to do that. But here's what else I would love. I would love to know from you. Like when you think about this idea of blogging, promoting it on social media, getting in this habit, these three reasons, what problems, struggles, what what comes to mind when you go how, you know, on how do you pull this off? And what I'd love for you to do, literally just email me. Email me at Robbie R O B B Y with a Y, not an IE, Robbie at churchplanterstarterkit.com. Or you can go to my website, find it there. 
hit me up on social media, but just email me, Robbie at churchplannerstarterkit.com. That's Robbie with a Y. And give me your biggest how-to question on um, this idea of blogging. Like, how would I do that? And I will do my very best to answer those in that next episode. Okay. As always, also, uh, I've put together a handy resource so that um, you can chew on this some more. So I encourage you to go to churchplannerstarterkit.com forward slash seven, churchplannerstarterkit.com forward slash seven, and you will find that resource. I've put a link in the show notes, so you can do that here. I'd love for I'd love also any help you can get spreading the word would be great um, to help get this kind of new podcast out there in the hands of your friends that are also uh, planting or maybe a part of a church plant or or maybe they're pastoring a church. Uh, I would love your help in doing that. One great way you can do that is you can actually go to iTunes and leave a review and a rating, and that helps uh, helps it kind of gain some traction. And um, that'd be great if you do leave a review. If you want to leave your name and church name, you know, I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. That would be that would be great. But uh, I hope you're finding this helpful. And I hope you know, again, you've got someone in your corner. You're called to plant. I'm called to help. Don't forget, download your resource, churchplannerstarterkit.com forward slash seven. Email me, Robbie, at churchplannerstarterkit.com. Any questions you have about how would I begin uh, blogging? And I'll look to answer that. And, you know, if you can, leave a review on iTunes. That would be super helpful. Till next time, hope you have a great week. Looking forward to this next episode. Can't wait to hear from you. Bye. Bye.